This is Hank from the Wildflower Bee Farm. It's Saturday, July 17th, 2021. It's raining outside. It's about 19 degrees. We've had rain for a couple of days, monsoon-like rains in some parts of the province. So it's been there's been a lot of rain going on. Today's topic is Darwinian black box beekeeping. So I've talked about this a little bit, but I wanted to update you and just tell you this has just been a discovery. So this is bumbling and stumbling. I, I didn't plan to do this in any way, but let me take you back a little bit to when we started um, converting the 50 acres back to nature. So last year, we started with getting our bees. Now, we had had bees previously, but that winter, two years ago, we had two hives. We lost them both, and I was doing conventional beekeeping, you know, treating twice a year, doing the usual thing. And then when we started last year, in the spring, we first received two colonies. Um, they had wintered already in uh, close by, so they were local bees. Um, really excellent stock, so they came in. They had been treated already, and these two boxes came in, and just for numbers, uh, Hive 1 and 2. Hive 2 is now one of our strongest, uh, seems to have one of our strongest um, cleansing sort of uh, behavior. That was split once, so we have two of that genetic uh, trait that still exists now going into their third year. Then we received 11 hives that had wintered, so this is their third year, and those 11 hives we scattered across the property. I split some of them twice, and we ended up, and we caught one, well, one swarm actually just chose to stay. We had one swarm come and stay, or from our own hives, obviously. So we went into the winter, this past winter, with 30 hives. Came out with I believe 29. We went in with 31, came out with 30. We lost one hive. Um, this spring in March, we had a warm period, and I thought I'd try out this hop guard because I still hadn't decided how I was going to do this thing. So I did the hop guard, and uh, as you know, if you follow, we've lost we lost some hives to hop guard and some queen failure. And right now, as we sit, we have 34 hives. Now, last year when I brought in the 11 and then split them. Some of the splits, because I did them later, had no queens. So I went in and, and purchased uh, five queens and installed them. We had done some splits intentionally that way. And also uh, five with queen eggs. Again, to add diversity. Now, I didn't know what, you know, I really, it was just common sense. But it turns out that exa is exactly what the Darwinian black box selection for resistance to settled invasive varroa parasites and honeybees really is. Now, if you want to look this up, the, the, the article was written in May of 2019 um, out of Europe, and these uh, scientists, beekeepers, have been doing this for some 10 years. So the first year, you try to get 25 to 30 hives with diverse genetic makeup, which I did, accidentally, I guess. You treat them for mites once or twice, which I did. You then begin, and then you stop treating them, uh, but then you begin to let them basically select for being able to develop a way to resist mites. They'll always have mites. The question is, will they survive them? Will they be able to coexist? So for some of our hives, we're going into their third winter, 
the majority second year on this farm. So right now we're at a situation where the bees are, some are extremely strong. There's still a couple of the splits I'm worried about. But technically, I think we're going to go into the winter with probably somewhere between 30 and 32 hives. We will then hopefully, uh, when they survive the winter, whatever survives the winter, we will then uh, take and split and do as they say in the, in the program and also catch swarms or, sorry, have swarms stick around with us. And gradually, the goal of Darwinian black box beekeeping is to allow the bees to take care of themselves themselves and we basically provide them with an environment and structure so that they feel you know they feel that they are having food and the proper housing and so on but we're not going to intervene when it comes to disease or mites the majority of the things we do on the farm are actually consistent with this approach and it's been done in europe they say it takes from two to four years probably more like three to five to eventually end up with a strain of bees in your area that are able to survive despite the disease that's happening around them without treatment. So this is the grand experiment we're on. The Darwinian black box beekeeping model. Now, a couple things you need to have. You need to have a large uh, property, which we have, so you can put the 30 to 25 to 30 hives, spread them out over the property. You also want to make sure that there isn't a lot of interactions with other bees. Now around us, while we have orchards, any of the beekeepers that come in bring the bees into the orchards to have them uh, work the uh, pollen of the various fruit crops or other crops and then take them back. And most conventional beekeepers will stop their bees from swarming. So we don't expect there to be a significant interaction between our bees and that of others uh, that may be treated uh, traditionally. So this is what we're doing, and, and it's, it's, a surprise, it's a surprise, but on the other hand, it, it really does feel good to know that what we're doing here, we're not, we're not the first to do it. Other people have done it, and I know there's been some criticism. Uh, Dr. Seeley has taking the, taken this approach, actually put it in his, one of his most recent books on beekeeping, and he goes to the point of saying that when you use this technique, when you should have a hive that does have a high mite load, and appears to be struggling, then what you need to do is basically exterminate them, kill them, so that that genetic trait doesn't get passed on. Now, I I, I don't think that's the way, we're not going to do that, because um, those bees will not make it on their own, and I think it might take us a bit longer, but this is sort of what's going to happen. So when we lose a hive, as we have already, we've talked about a couple of hives with queen failure, um, we have a place where we take the, uh, the hives away from all the other areas so that the, it, it's quite isolated. And I'm, I'm still looking at, you know, what, what should we really do? Because the traditional life cycle of a hive in nature is that once a hive leaves or perishes in a log, for example, or a tree, the wasps come in, take the rest of the honey resources, other bees may rob it, then the wax moths come in take care of all the wax that's left, may even get a rodent over the winter. But then the next spring, usually, uh, another hive, or maybe two years from then, another swarm will then move in because of the the scent of a hive having been there, and, and the process continues. So we're going to try to do that with some of our Langstroth hives. We actually had a, 
successful a swarm actually chose to move into an old Langstroth hive that we had set up this way it had had some uh, comb in it and um, was basically a hive that that didn't survive um, and the bees came in to stay so we're going to continue with this model now the thing that will change is according to the Darwinian uh, beekeeping model what we should be doing is really really splitting the successful hives and we have one strain we call hive 12 box 12 we now have made six different hives from that one box and this um, hive is extremely um, uh, successful so far to date going into their third winter now they're very they're a slower hive they're not they're not crazy honey makers they're not they're just they're they're calm but they they really do produce um really they continue to work and 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 reproduce and they're very easy to get along with we'll see how how they survive this winter the other strain we have we call um number six number six is a is a hive that's demonstrating a, a significant amount of self-cleaning and preening and you know taking uh, out larvae that appear to have a varroa on them as is what we call hive number two that strain we have two different um hives from that and also a hive we call the um pine grove hive and, and we're not sure if it's the hive or the location but that's a single most of these are all single boxes surviving quite well so we'll see how the winter it's going to be a crucial winter but just to summarize the darwinian beekeeping model is what we're doing it's actually called the darwinian black box beekeeping model i will keep you posted i'm hank from the wildflower bee farm remember you can go to our site if you're a teacher download our curriculum for free in our in our lesson plans and soon we'll have the bee science club started which will will uh, allow you to get some coloring pages for your children or maybe you're coloring as well i understand coloring and coloring books has become an adult um, sort of occupation obsession a little bit and helps with relaxation and anxiety so we, we're happy to be able to provide that eventually through the bee science club you have an amazing day i'm hank talk soon